0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to the Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall. Less work, more clean.
0: Terms apply. I get the emails that you're always picking on the liberals. Well, the conservatives when they're in powers that I picked on them. And Jack Layton stormed out of this studio one day because he didn't like a question I was asking. He was running out the door and I kept talking to him in the speakers along the hallway and eventually he came back. And he said, well, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. I said, absolutely. But Jack, even though he and I would disagree that today is Saturday, became really good friends. And I liked him a lot. Couldn't agree with him on most anything, but I liked him a lot. So it's never personal, but it's about doing it the right way. So if we go back to a previous liberal administration with a fellow by the name of Chrétien in the corner office and a fellow by the name of Martin as finance minister, before the fellow by the name of Martin became the prime minister, they handled things differently. In fact, the fellow by the name of Martin did things that this government, this current government, couldn't even imagine. And there's another fellow by the name of McTagg, Dan McTagg, who was a liberal MP for 18 years and worked very closely with that fellow named Martin Paul, and now is the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, who joins us on the program today. What do you think, Dan? What do you think uh, Paul Martin's reaction to, what do you think Paul Martin would have done if somebody suggested he present a budget like the one we got a few days ago?
1: Well, he wouldn't have presented it. Um, perhaps he's changed now, I don't know, but I think most would have, uh, like Mr. Martin, would have said uh, modern monetary theory that you can somehow spend uh, aimlessly without consequence is, is simply not possible. Um, it's not feasible. It's not sustainable, obviously, economically or otherwise, and it will lead to uh, the shortchanging of, a, of, of our social programs uh, and, and very much compromise standard of living that we all take for granted, and which has been a great attraction. Look, uh, Mr. Martin, Mr. saying, uh, and I would even say Conservatives before that, knew that you had to get your spending in your country under control in order to make sure that the programs that we all value are sustainable for every Canadian, no matter where they're in the country. That's now very clearly at risk. And that kind of prudence has been simply thrown away uh, and, uh, and subverted in favor of this idea that somehow you can spend was abandoned without consequence. And, of course, that really means that we're setting ourselves up for a massive fall. And the numbers are very clear. I think Mr. Martin would have pointed out that uh, the national debt uh, to GDP, the size of our economy, the deficit itself, and all of the other accumulated debt, here I'm not talking personal, the provincial debts, the municipal debts, the unfunded liabilities, probably bring us closer to 350% which makes us a laggard in the G20, and perhaps one of the biggest laggards in the world, a very dangerous position to be in. And I think that's something Mr. Martin would have said. Uh, It's not sustainable, therefore we have to change it.
0: Okay, so let me just bring this straight into our uh, individual lives. Most of us, as adults, we drive a vehicle. So we had the carbon tax introduced during the pandemic by Mr. Trudeau will not be derailed in his determination to deliver the carbon tax. So yesterday, I went and filled up my car. And regular was a buck 27.9. Other parts of the country, it's more. Some parts of the country maybe a little less. Um, so buck 27.9 for regular. What? Uh, just using that as the starting point, where are we headed with general energy costs? Canadians for Affordable Energy, that's you. Where are our energy costs headed for the balance of 2021 and beyond, with this government in place,
1: oh, well, it's very clear. Uh, if you don't like a dollar 27, you're going to hate uh, a dollar 47. There's a great likelihood that uh, once the pandemic has ceased and demand restores, uh, the world gets back to doing what it's normally doing. The amount of taxation, uh, the devaluation of the Canadian dollar relative to the cost of oil, um, the fact we're not selling a lot of oil and gas in the way we did before to shield this means that we're going to be paying uh, about 15 to 20% more for energy. And that's not just for gasoline. It's also for diesel, the aviation fuel. It also uh, then meanders into propane, natural gas. I don't need to talk to people uh, much about because uh, I don't think there's a lot of folks out there who will resist in Alberta or in Ontario or many of the provinces served where we've seen green energy drive up the price of electricity. So overall, look you're going to be digging into your pockets uh, as this uh, begins to unravel and, and affect other parts of the economy particularly grocery prices we're looking perhaps at, uh, at a scenario we're going to be paying an extra five hundred two thousand dollars a year uh for the secondary costs. so all in all um, look for a two to three thousand dollar hit just in the cost of living much of it to do with the fact that canada is no longer selling energy and the fact that canadians are permitting their government's to tax energy.
0: And that, Dan, as you know better than I, uh, goes without any tax... You know, we're talking about numbers that don't include tax increases. And Yves Giroux just told us at the top of the hour, the parliamentary budget officer, that the government would not be able to initiate any major programming without uh, increasing taxes or cutting other programs.
1: It's impossible for the government to proceed with any type of, uh, of you know, uh, commitment to uh spending for whatever reason and whatever legitimacy the public gives it in an election without doing one or the other or in fact i think both increasing taxes while at the same time diminishing social programs it's coming it's staring at us in the face this is truly a train wreck and of course we have the prime minister now saying he wants to go even further with a reduction of uh, carbon which he considers pollution which of course is a life-giving element he wants to now take that and uh madly crazily go down this road of uh really serving the lunatic fringe in this country with the idea that somehow we can uh, get rid of energy altogether and uh, canadians will be happy uh, in the coldest country on the face of this planet it's not sustainable and unfortunately there's very little we can do about it at this point as long as canadians uh, are content with the idea that somehow this won't affect them
0: yeah did you just say lunatic fringe
1: yes very much so There i have no doubt in my mind that this is being this is a policy of lunacy. It's not based on on sound, fundamental fiscal responsibility, okay, uh-huh. and uh, you know to, to, to increase taxes to double the car- carbon taxes we have in this country. No carbon economist, carbon tax economist, would allow you to have two carbon taxes. We okay. have a clean fuel standard coming. We also have an existing carbon tax. Trudeau now wants to not just double what he said in December; yeah. he wants to
0: double it again. I'm, I'm just going to assume you're being celestial when you say that. So.